everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Monday edition of The Drive. A beautiful, I mean, it is a gorgeous Monday afternoon. Uh, last day, it's hard to believe, last day of February, tomorrow, Fat Tuesday. Uh, and and we are, we're on location at Franklin Tire here on University Drive, where they've been for 40 or so years. Uh, of course, they've been in business for over over 50 years and and, uh, and and again, if there is any place that you need that this is the place for anything that you need seen about your vehicle. I, I, I have I have uh, been in two or three times this month, this month of February. Wife's car getting serviced. Um, my car finding just some odd things going on with it, but anything that you need seen about with your vehicle. They take care of it here at Franklin Tire. Uh, from, from, you know, just regular service to things that you don't know what's going on, they can, uh, uh, they can find out what it is and address that and take care of it for you. To, uh, to, to major repairs, got a great body shop as well. Uh, they've got, uh, they even have towing. You can drop your car off and, and, you know, leave, you know, leave the keys in the, in the drop box and with instructions if you need to do things like that. And of course, they've got the great selection of the, uh, Firestone, uh, Bridgestone, Continental, Mastercraft tires here at Firestone, at, at, uh, Franklin Tire. We, we'd love for you to, uh, stop in and join us if you get a chance. Now, uh, you, you may not, you, there, there, there's a couple of spots. Uh, but, man, they have been really busy. Uh, yeah, I was asking David, I said, you know, anything in particular that, that you want us to talk about? Just just reminding folks that, you know, they're getting to things as quickly as they can. And, and they do. They, they really do and do a great job. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's that time of year, you know, when it's starting, you're starting to feel spring and folks are making plans for trips and you want to make sure that your, your car, your truck, your vehicle is uh, in the best running condition possible. I would imagine this is a busy time for them because spring break is next week. And that is right. Weather's starting to warm up. More people are going to be on the road traveling in the, uh, in the coming weeks. You might have some folks hoping to follow the Auburn Tigers men's basketball team through the postseason, depending on how things go. Well, and next week, yeah, you mentioned spring break next week down in Tampa for the SEC tournament. Absolutely. They're going to be down in uh, what used to be called the Ice Palace. Now the, uh, I forget what the, uh, what the, uh, what the arena is is actually called where they're going to host the SEC uh, tournament next weekend. I think Auburn played a, a game. Maybe it's Amelie. It's the it's, I think Auburn, yeah, it is. Auburn played a uh, Auburn played a game against uh, South Florida there right. earlier in the season to sort of a uh, you know to, to to get acquainted with the uh, with the building and get some experience playing a basketball game in that building. Now the SEC tournament's still two games away, and Auburn's yeah, that's a, right. I mean, it's seeding. There is an awful lot to be determined as far as seeding. Uh, I mean, we do know. 
you know who the four teams who've got the double buys are. But there is still so much to be determined. Auburn still with a one-game lead uh, over three teams now. And right now, Kentucky is your four seed. But things can change so much. We'll go over that and much more as we uh, continue here through the afternoon. Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com is going to be joining us here at Franklin Tire as well. Before we, um, before we talk some other things, though, um, Will, Will handing me a couple of things that, that could be very important to you if you are in need of tires. If you're looking for tires, you can get a, uh, on a set of four, uh, you can get a $70 mail-in rebate on all Michelin tires hey. through March 7th, which is next Monday. Um, and they, they also have a deal that's going on starting tomorrow through April 30th, a $70 mail-in rebate on select general tires. So if you're looking for tires, uh, you can get up to a $70 mail-in rebate on uh, Michelin and select general tires here from Franklin Tire. Tell you what, when you can get a good deal on good tires, you take uh, you absolutely. That's, that's, that's something where you get what you yep. pay for, and uh, if you can get a uh, yeah, if you can, if you can get a price break on a on a, on a trustworthy brand, uh, and and everything they they'll give you here at Franklin is uh, is, is top notch. But that's a that's a great deal, and if you're in the market for tires, you should uh you should you should look into that. Hour number one of the drive brought to you by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Of Auburn, where you're always number one. Also, the sponsor of our hotline. We welcome your calls, questions, comments. 334 321 1390. Anything on your mind, sports wise? Uh, yes, we'll talk a good bit about basketball. Um, the Tigers dropping their third straight road game up at Thompson Bowling Arena to Tennessee in a game which they played. Very good defense the first half. Got out to an 11-point lead early in the second half to just then go ice cold, going eight minutes without a basket and uh, uh, drop falling to as uh, many as nine points behind. Cut that lead to three with right at a minute to go, but eventually fall 67-62. to 62. But with Kentucky's loss to Arkansas, that's where we stand with Auburn with a one-game lead at 13-3 uh, and three over Arkansas, Tennessee, and Kentucky, all 12-4, and four, each with two games to play. Yeah, and in, in the first quarter, there was a 10-minute stretch where Auburn held Tennessee to about five points. Right. I think Tennessee was stuck on, I think they went from 14 to 19 points over the course of about 10 minutes in the first half. But then in the second half, Auburn, yeah, that scoring drought, I mean, it was an 18, a 17-2 run overall, and, and Auburn went from being... Somewhat comfortably ahead, an 11-point lead early in the second half, like you said, Bill, uh, to uh, to Tennessee chipping away, eventually taking the lead and not giving it back, taking the lead for mm-hmm. good and uh, and snapping what had been a six-game win streak for Auburn right. and Bruce Pearl against his former team. And Tennessee remains one of the few teams in college basketball a list that also includes Auburn undefeated at home in the uh, in, in the 2022 season. Uh, that is, that is right. So uh, we'll, we'll run down. The remaining schedule for each of those teams, Auburn could, uh, well, I mean, they could conceivably drop to the four seed, but they'd have to be swept while everybody else is, uh, t- Kentucky would have to go 2-0, and the other teams would have to win at least one. Um, but but it's uh, more likely, I mean, if, if Auburn can win, and, and here's the big one, I mean, Wednesday night is big for quite a few reasons. One, they want to snap that three-game road losing streak. 
Uh, if they can win that one, they'll go 6-3 and three in the conference on the road. They will clinch at least a tie and can wrap up the outright SEC regular season title with a home win over South Carolina on Saturday at the newly christened Neville Arena. And I think Auburn would also like to, uh, they'd like to play well on the road. Yes. After a couple of three-game losing streak on the road, they'd like to snap that before the postseason begins. You don't want to be struggling that badly away from home to close out the season because you don't play any postseason games at home. Now, the no. other teams aren't no, playing home. You know, you know. You shouldn't be playing them on the road right. either, but you could be playing at at more road than home type. Yeah, unless you're a lower seed in the women's tournament, you yeah. don't play true road games in the first round of the NCAA's. But Auburn would like to pick up a little bit of momentum as far as what they've been how, how they've been playing away from Auburn Arena. Not an easy task to go no. to Starkville this, and take on that that Mississippi State team. Yeah, hey, look at Mississippi State's conference home record. They're seven and one. At home, fourteen and two overall this year, and uh, they have they're they're one of the top five, I believe, SEC teams as far as home records this year as well. Yeah, dropped their first conference home game of the season last week to Tennessee. As a, as a matter of fact, it was it, until then they'd played extremely well mm-hmm. at home in league play, and and they'd like to what might be Ben Howland's final game as the head coach could be, but a win over Auburn might get him into the tournament. Right, but it might be his final home game. Right, that's as, true. As the head that's coach true. of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, there seem to be rumors, and I don't know how much of it is Mississippi State necessarily pushing Ben Howland out the door, as much as Ben Howland maybe thinking it's time to uh, to reconsider or or retire or reflect on what he wants to do uh, throughout the the rest of his career. But it could be Ben Howland's final home game at Mississippi State on Wednesday night, which will only add to the pressure. And they are a team feels like they're going to need a pretty healthy they need a win over Auburn. And I think a win or two in the SEC tournament. Bruce was talking about them today. He said they're 52 in the net right now, so that's got them a little outside the bubble. But yeah, they they can they can play their way in. Oh, certainly, it's a big bubble right now too. I mean, you have. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it, there are. I wouldn't rule out any of the top eight teams or the first eight teams out in Lenardi's bracket, and there are probably a couple of teams that aren't even on that list that could over the next week or so because they play a tournament team or a top seed. If they could pick up a big win this week and a win or two in the postseason tournament, suddenly they're looking like a team that might sneak into the NCAA. So, yeah, not, not a game to be taken lightly for Auburn. You know, it's, it's not the... It's not a must-win to win the SEC regular season because Auburn can still come home and win it on Saturday in front of their uh, in front of their fans. But Auburn would love to put it to bed by clinching well, a share of the conference tournament. I- I'll tonight. say this: if Auburn loses in Starkville Wednesday, they're not going to be the number one seed in the SEC tournament because it's unlikely that either Arkansas or Tennessee loses midweek. And if Auburn ends up tied with either of those two teams, which they would if they go one and one, and one of those goes two and zero. Oh, then Auburn loses the tiebreaker, and they, yes, they're co-champs, but they wouldn't be the number one seed. And that would feel disappointing after leading from, you know, from game one of the SEC regular season. Might I also add, Bill, that if you were to drop the game Wednesday night, Saturday becomes a must-win. It does. To try to win the SEC regular season championship, and that's an 8-8 eight eight South Carolina team that wouldn't mind making something of a run themselves. Well, I mean, they had been until Saturday. Right. I mean, I, I would I would be careful about... I mean, it's it, it becomes a must-win against something of a dangerous team. So this is a really interesting week for, uh, for for Auburn as they as they look to improve the play away from home. They look to cement a 
a conference championship, a regular season conference championship for the second time under Bruce Pearl. And, yeah, they look to bounce back from, a, I mean, a disappointing second half against, against Tennessee. No question. I mean, offensively especially, Auburn with another, I mean, really rough shooting night. Uh, one of the things we talked about last week was that, uh, you know, it was, it was great to, to last week see the uh, offensive contribution from Zepp Jasper. Auburn got Katie Johnson had a pretty good game. He, he went 7 for 13 from the floor, 18 points. Auburn got nothing from any other guards offensively. Yeah, Wendell, Wendell was 2 for 15. He was the only, uh, the only player on the bench who scored in the game on, Right, Auburn on scored, what, 5? All from Wendell yeah. on, on the bench on Saturday. Zepp. Uh, you know, it was it was a, a Zep Zep barely shot the ball. Yeah, Zep Zep did not uh, did, did not really make much of an impact offensively. Even Alan Green had, had or not Alan, uh, Alan Flanagan had relatively. Alan Green was there. Well, you got Alan Flanagan and Wendell Green, but it's uh, no Alan Alan Flanagan uh, barely only, outscored Alan Green. Oh, only a couple more shots than Athletic Director Alan Green, who was in Knoxville. But no, it, it's and it seems like it's a refrain that we've 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 come to a couple of times after Auburn losses in conference that, and you don't want to. Look, Auburn needed to play better. Auburn's, you know, was out rebounded as well, which which is something you can't one sided. I mean, fifty four to thirty one was the final rebounding number, and that's not all on the guards. That's something that you can maybe look to the forwards a little bit too. Well, but, a lot of it was off. Twenty one yeah. of those fifty four were offensive rebounds, and that's why. I mean, you get twenty more possessions. It's amazing you keep the game within five points. Yeah, it, it really is, and it's. Well, um, I mean. They get twenty more right. possessions. It was it, Auburn. Game. Auburn was fortunate that Tennessee didn't play better in the first half. No, Auburn played it, very good defense. Right, and Tennessee only shot thirty three percent. Exactly. If, if Tennessee, or, or it would have been an absolute rout. If Tennessee had scored more points in the first yes. half, you would have, you know, with with the way Auburn, the way Auburn kind of came apart at the seams offensively in the second, it could have been. You're right. It was it was uh, surprising that the game was in doubt for as long as it was. And yeah, I mean, Bruce seemed, and he 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 had a slightly different tone on. On, on the press conference earlier today, but Bruce seemed as exasperated or as um, lost when it came to providing answers on where you know wh- what what the team's going to do as as I've as I've seen him all He's, season. Uh, well, I mean, he he has said, I mean, they've got to get more production, yep. and uh, you know, I don't know that he feels like he has a whole lot of options because to get on the court, you've got to be really good defensively. And, and, I mean, I can go ahead and cut off some people, not cut them off, but uh, jump out there in front of the questions about why don't we see Lior Berman a lot more. I love Lior, um, but defensively against SEC guards, uh, th- that wouldn't work. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like the answer is inserting someone new into the rotation. It's a matter of getting the, the players in the rotation right now to, I mean, you, you got you to figure out a way to get more out of them. And unfortunately, it's tough because if you decide one of them you know, needs to sit for a little bit because of the productivity, you, task, you, you tax the other players with a lot more minutes and you make it tougher on them. So, yeah, it's just a matter of, and it's not one player needing to get better, although it does seem like, again, not to, not to unfairly pick on I me, mean, because with, with Zepp, I mean, you know, you, you look at Zepp's stat lines and Auburn's three losses, and it seems like there are games where the defense has been able to really hold him in check or or the game plan for Auburn wasn't to involve Zepp too much offensively. And then with Wendell, um, it seems like there there are some really poor shooting nights from Wendell Green in games. Lately when, when especially, I, I, I believe he's uh, um, right, 
right at 20% over the last five or six years. Right, and it's, it's going to be tough to... Maybe, over- maybe a little better, but not much. Auburn has the front court talent to overcome a really tough night from Wendell Green in the tournament. Maybe. But I don't think you can make a habit of it, right? Like, Auburn can't be routinely overcoming night, nights like the one they had Saturday from their backcourt and expect this team to be able to make a deep NCAA tournament run. Because even though everybody's got flaws, you know, it's... It, it, guards are huge. Yeah. I mean, the guards are so important when you get to postseason. Just uh, heard from Brian Matthews, there's been an accident on uh, Suge Jordan Parkway, so be careful if you're over that way. Uh, so, so Brian will be joining us when he can get here. They're paving, uh, they're paving East University over by over by our neck of the yeah, woods, right? And that's I that's that uh, that, that's I think that's going on for the rest of the month, and that'll only make uh, that, that'll only yeah, make I that know. you know. I so, know. so yeah, and I think the, the city's even the city said avoid that, and so you want to you want more people to go downtown. So uh, it's like the, well, the, what what am I supposed to do? I guess I could go out and take the interstate. You need a chopper around. You have to chop. You have to chopper in. Well, well, don't we've got one, don't we? I thought Uh-oh. we had one. I thought, yeah, thought we got the a, network had one. We have a jambulance. Oh, you, you yeah, know, it's, oh, that's it's, out, close. it's out front. You can, you that's can, close. Yeah, we can, <laughs> we can point. It can we, be chopped. Yeah, we can, point that, we can point that thing at the studio and launch it at you. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, I mean, so, yeah, be, be, care, be yeah. careful out there. Brian Matthews will join us he will. when he can. He will. Uh, we're we're going to get to our first break here He's momentarily. fired up about some of that baseball. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, tough, tough loss to wrap things up in the doubleheader on Saturday. They could have played yesterday. It turned out it didn't rain, but whatever. We'll talk about that. Uh, there, there are a lot of different things. Spring football gets started two weeks from today. Uh, before we get to break, though, big shout out. I got, I got, got to, got to send a big shout out. Okay. To, uh, to, to some great folks. I didn't expect anything to be nearly this quick. I think I mentioned this the other day that I, that I had a uh, thought we had a, a leak somewhere at the house. Got the water bill, and it was like triple what it had ever been. Uh, got, got the leak detected today, uh, and and then uh, uh, the the Watley brothers, at least, well, Capers did. Uh, Capers Watley came out along with with David, and I, I thought, you know, I was hoping maybe in the next couple of days, because I mean, you you, you tried sometimes get a plumber, uh, and it's like uh, you know, good luck, get on the waiting list. It's like you know, making an appointment for I I, I don't know what, uh, but but yeah, Capers came out, found it, dug up, found. It. I, I have a souvenir of the PVC where it had split a little bit. It was leaking a half gallon a minute and had been doing that for a couple of weeks. So uh, great job. by and, and they're also putting in a pressure-reducing valve because it turns out that may have had a little something to do with it, that the water coming into my house was about twice as, had twice as much pressure wow. as is recommended. Okay. so that is, Which is good when you want, oh, you, you want to feel that pressure when you're taking a shower? So, so who you don't, it? You, don't need, you don't need to feel that much pressure. Watley Brothers? Watley Brothers. All right. Yeah. Th- thanks to the Watley Brothers for helping out uh, Bill Cameron before his house floated away. From the, Man, uh, you from, stepped out into yeah, my side. I'm, you stepped out by my driveway, and and you'd start to sink. A little too much drip. It's not good. No. Too much too much drip yeah. under the Cameron house. Yeah. All right. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That is the Kia of Auburn hotline. Bill and Dan Brian will be joining us. We're coming to you from Franklin Tire here on the Monday Drive. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. 
toll-free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the Monday Drive, a gorgeous Monday afternoon. Hope everybody doing well. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Bill and Dan, Brian Matthews from the uh, from AuburnSports.com will be joining us when he gets a chance. Now there's a train across the track. Yeah, we got a train uh, here at the... Uh Luckily, the doors are closed, so we're not getting the uh, the, the, the No, I'm just saying that CSX if, if Brian was coming around this way, all of a sudden there's a train. Had this, had, that's that's what happened to me this morning. I'm on the way. I've got it. Got it. I'm. I mean, I'm out the door early. Got plenty of time. Going to take Duster over to a doggy daycare, which is just around the corner from here. Everything looking. Everything looking great. Uh, and there was a train. There was a train right down there on on. Uh, North Dean Road, you know, at the, the right here, uh, and it took forever. I was finally late getting in. Doctor Novak was not thrilled because he thinks classes start at seven thirty on campus. I'm sure, he's, so, I'm sure he's even more thrilled now that he gets the shout out. That's, the, well, the, yeah, the, the I told drive. him. I told him. I said that's what happens. Big, you know, when you try to try to schedule classes before they're supposed. He's to. a listener. Yeah, a lot, a lot of things we'll talk well, as about. A matter of fact, he is. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things with it. How you doing, Doctor Novak? Uh, the the um, no, a lot of things to talk about. Brian Mathis will be here shortly. You know the historic day Saturday in college basketball. It's a shame. Unbelievable. It's I mean, a, just I mean, it, it, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's a shame Auburn lost, not just because it would have given well, no, Auburn. No, but if they had lost, it wouldn't have been history. But but if but if Auburn had lost, they'd probably if Auburn had won, they'd be number one. That's true. Because, because That's everyone true. else. But, I mean, just they, they just think they're part of history because they lost. Because the top six teams lost for the first time ever on the same day. That's right. How about nine of the top ten lost last week? Seven of the top ten lost Saturday, though. Yeah, a new, a new record for most losses by the teams in the top ten in one day. Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, Purdue, Kansas, and Kentucky. That was one through six mm. in the AP poll on Saturday. All six of those teams lost on the road, as did number Number nine Texas Tech that set the record. Number eight Gonzaga or no, number eight Villanova didn't play on Saturday, but they'd lost I think on Thursday or Friday night. So it was a, a game. It was it was a week where yeah all of the top teams in the basketball pool. I mean there were there were number one votes for Baylor and Duke this week. Yeah, Baylor, Baylor was, went from ten right. Baylor was ten, 10 they to beat, three. They beat Kansas. They jumped to three. They had multiple number one votes. And Duke, who was I believe eight in the uh, in the poll on. Saturday, they uh, they they also had multiple number one votes as well. So hey, yeah, I mean it is it is wide open as far as you know what, what uh, you know the the picture in college basketball right now. Duke's two in the coaches poll. Yeah, I mean Auburn is now five in both polls. Uh, Kentucky is seven in the AP. Are they seven in the coaches as well? They're five in the AP. And Auburn or Kentucky? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, Kentucky is seven in the in the yeah. AP poll. Yeah, I know there's seven in the AP. I was just wondering where Kentucky was in the coaches. I think they may. I think they may be seven as well. And Duke's four in the AP poll, but they've but got the two second in the coaches. And and Duke has the second most first place votes in the AP poll. They they got eleven first place votes. Baylor got four. Gonzaga got forty six. Yeah, what a wild wild weekend! All right, uh, um, three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We had Rick and lost him. Rick, if you get a chance, give us a call back. But uh, while while we're waiting to see what we have on the phone lines, uh, our our third third that is Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com has made it in. Brian, uh, traffic uh, it's 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 even it's even more of a problem when uh, when when there's a a bang up 
Yeah, I actually don't think I thought there was an accident, but I think it was just traffic. Wow! And then I got stuck behind the train, so it just all added they're, up. Yeah. They're, well, they're repaving part of East University, and I think maybe people are taking alternate routes, oh. so maybe other uh, roads are a little bit busier than usual. I, I mean, I, I, I just think I just think more and more people. There's just more and more vehicles yes. than have ever been in this area, and, and well, they're you, all on the road at a couple of times of the day. But if you block off part of East University, oh, I mean, you're going to send ridiculous. people scattering in every other in every other direction. Remember when they were redoing the train tracks? Yes. Right when the semester. Oh, started yeah. and then we that were, was great. We were, I mean, oh, that was, so that was a fun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so so that I mean, it's it's a it's a little bit a little bit like that with part of East University getting repaved. Well, Brian, how you? I'm good. Good to be in here. It was an interesting weekend. You know, uh, I know people are probably a little frustrated by the basketball team, but um, it's you know, road. It's, that's yeah. the that's the way it is on the road in college basketball when you play at a competitive team's place. Yep, there, there's a chance you're going to go down. And you know, I don't. I know people don't want to hear this, but Mississippi State's lost one game at home this season. Well, one in conference. They're fourteen and two overall, seven and one in conference. Their only conference loss was to Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. So, so at home, yeah. at home. So, and that's been a the home's been a tough place for Auburn in the past. We were talking about it a few minutes ago. This is a this is a must win, I think, for Auburn if they want. I mean, the only one, the only way they're going to be undisputed. SEC regular season champs is to win Wednesday night. Right, and you know they need to go out. They need at some point to go out and play a good game against a tough opponent on the road or whatever, just Away to get some home. confidence right. back. Right, it's just it's been, and, and they're playing well defensively. They're playing hard, right? Mm-hmm. They held Tennessee to well, under seventy points. If they weren't playing points, well defensively, right? it would have been ugly Saturday. Yeah. But uh, they just cannot get it going offensively. Can't shoot shoot well. Can't. Um, can't really get anything going as far as you know movement and open looks. It's just a real struggle on that end of the floor. Yeah, it is. Um, and you don't want to overreact because we we were talking before. I mean, this is still a team in first place. This is still yep. a team that could win the regular season championship or a share of the regular season championship with just one win in the next two games. But at the same time, I think a lot of the expectations for this team are tied in goals that aren't just about the regular season, yeah. right? It's about how right. how you know what can this team do in the SEC conference tournament? What can this team do in the NCAA tournament? And yeah, I mean I, I think that seeing them and I apologize for using this metaphor, Bill, but seeing the team spring a couple of leaks here in the last couple of uh in the last couple of weeks. Hey, as long as the leaks are stopped. Yeah, they need fine. So you're saying Bruce needs to call Watley Brothers. Yeah, that's right. You gotta get some of that magic tape or whatever. <coughs> uh, well, there are a lot of things you can try, but water? Water don't like water don't <laughs> like. Alright. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews. It's the Monday edition of the drive from Franklin Tire.
Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews, MarlboroSports.com, and we're here at Franklin Tire on uh, University Drive where you can get a $70 mail-in rebate through March 7th on all Michelin tires. And uh, uh, then starting tomorrow, a $70 mail-in rebate on, on this is sets of four on select general tires. So uh, if, if you know you're going to be needing some tires for your vehicle, Great time to do it while there is an opportunity to get a $70 mail-in rebate. 334-321-1390. That's the uh, Kia of Auburn hotline. And let's get to it. And John is up first. Hey, John. Hey, guys. I heard your discussion about Auburn basketball. Just a couple of uh, couple quick thoughts there. I heard, some, I heard some individuals say Auburn got killed on the board and then had terrible bench production. Either one of those, and they win the game on Saturday. However, if you look statistically, they shot 20% from three-point land. If they shoot 29%, they win the game. So you can do a lot of things really poorly, but but good shooting can cover that up. And the inability of Auburn to consistently um, at least be productive from the three-point line, to me, is probably very concerning, especially going into the tournament, um, because I don't know that you can consistently shoot at the, at the percentage Auburn is right now and, uh, and win. And one final thought. If Auburn was twelve and four, Auburn's twelve and four overall right now. If they had started out zero and four or one and three in the league and were twelve and four right now, no one would be concerned. But the fact they're playing this poorly at the end of the regular season, heading into March, is the concern that I would express. So that's all I really got, guys. Going away, appreciate it. Appreciate it, John. Auburn's thirteen and three, by the way. Uh, Arkansas started zero and three, and they're twelve and four. So that's that's one of the reasons. I mean, they they have been ridiculously hot. Uh, you know, when you lose a game like you did Saturday, and the way any of Auburn's losses have been this year, there's so many different things you can say if you just done this yep. one thing, and that's I think that gives you an idea of what the the ceiling is for this team. They did so many things poorly. Saturday, they didn't shoot threes. They didn't rebound. In the second half, they turned it over, and still, they're down three with a minute to go. Right. I think they've lost three. The three road games they've lost, I think, by a total of ten points. Or? Yeah. Now, now, one thing that that I, I didn't like when I looked is the losses are getting worse. It went from double overtime to yeah. overtime to one points <laughs> to five points. Yeah. But I mean, no. I, but but I mean, still, yes. This is the. Uh, you know, the, the most they've lost in regulation this year. But he's right. I mean, if they shoot it a little better and you would think, you know, um, may, maybe is, is it is it mental with the guys about the basketball? Is it uh, just being on, uh, on the road? I, I don't get as concerned because who's beating Tennessee and Knoxville? No, you know, nobody, nobody, right. nobody is or has. Nobody's beating uh, who's Kentucky, beating, Kentucky. Who's, who's beating Arkansas and Fayetteville? Who beats Auburn and Auburn? I mean, when nobody. you're a good team, yeah. you don't lose at home. And even those other good teams haven't been able to go in there and win. Yeah, these aren't neutral site <clears throat> games either. I mean, these are home games for Auburn's opponent. And you got to keep that in mind. I, I don't want to – it, it's easy to evaluate just the Auburn side of this. But Arkansas played great 
when they beat Auburn yeah. in Bud Walton Arena. Yep, they did. And Tennessee played great on Saturday in the second half to, to come back from down uh, 11, 11, down 11 early in the second half and keep Auburn uh, from, you know, keep Auburn to just two points yep. in, in a 10-minute in stretch. I don't want to take anything away, and sometimes it's easy to sort of minimize and make it and make it Auburn-centric, and that, and that makes sense, but, I mean, if Tennessee can... If Tennessee can replicate what they did Saturday away from home in the NCAA tournament, they're going to be a team nobody wants to see yeah. because they've got a lot of they they check a lot of boxes of what would you want if you're going to be a team making a deep NCAA tournament run? Where do you have experience? Where do you have youth and energy? Where do you have shooting? Tennessee is a team that I mean Rick Barnes doesn't have the most spotless NCAA tournament record. There are uh, issues that yeah, have but popped up. a lot quicker than people would than, than a lot of their fans. Would right, like. I mean, it's, it, that's you know he he has he has been bounced earlier than expected on several occasions, but at the same time, that that's a that's a really good team that seems to be peaking at the right moment right now, considering some of the games they've just played in the month of February. Something else uh, that I'd point out that that I, I was a little surprised at Brian is that Walker Kessler only gets seven shots. Yeah, I mean when you've got a guy like that, get him the ball. Get him the ball and see if he can draw some fouls. Uh, get their big, get their bigs in foul trouble. Besides, if you get him the ball and they don't call fouls, there's a very good chance he's going to get his own rebound and put it back in. Yeah. Uh, and and that was a, a big weapon that Auburn employed for much of the SEC regular season. Mm-hmm. Was that high pick and roll and uh, the lob to Walker for the dunk? And it 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 um, it destroys other teams, right? It just tears the heart right. out when you can do that to them. And uh, you can see teams are working really hard to take that away from Auburn, and Auburn needs to make an adjustment where they can use what teams are doing to them against them and, and find different ways to get Walker the ball because um, I, I agree. You know, when you're not shooting well, you can still beat these teams if you can get the ball inside in, in easy scoring positions. And, you know, just doing the uh, normal, hey, let's have him uh, get on the post and, and try to get position and throw the ball into him, that. That just doesn't work anymore in today's basketball. How much of the plan from other teams has been, let's make Auburn's guards beat us. Let's concede concede good shots to Auburn's guards by putting more attention on Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith. And if that's the case... put pressure on the guards out on the perimeter. I mean, really pressure them. That's that's a a place where, you know, Wendell, uh, it it seems to be, you know, a little more trouble for him when he's really having, uh, he's being contested. Wendell is a good assist guy when he's got a little space. Right. It, it's tougher. It's tougher for anybody when they're being tightly guarded. But yeah. it seems to have affected Wendell's uh, quite a bit. It has. It has. Uh, his shooting's um, uh, been off here recently. The only thing I would say is, you know, players make adjustments. They get better. They learn from, you know, the different things that happen during the season. So. You know, what Wendell has done the last three games doesn't mean that's what Wendell's going to do in the, in the next two or three or four or whatever. You know, we'll just have to wait and see. And it's hard to sort of project what the team's going to do, right? Because so much right. of it's based around what kind of performance are you going to get out of the players getting big minutes at, uh, at, at guard. 334-321-1390. I think we got Dak on the phone. What's up, Dak? Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? Good. So, Good. Uh, yeah. So- Good, good. So on the way back, instead of listening to the Auburn show, I listened to the Tennessee show, which was really weird for me. But uh, yeah, sure. but I wanted to hear I wanted to hear Coach Barnes speak, and he went on and on about how Kessler touched the ball the second half a total of seven times. That's yeah, that's, re- I, I can't believe that. I mean. And he went on and on about that, and. Uh, 
I mean, we got to get him the ball when we're struggling from the outside. Uh, so, and uh, so anyway, yeah, I thought that was an interesting point listening to their show, and he went on and on about that. Yeah, because if you get him the ball anywhere down near the basket, he's got a chance to, to almost pass it to himself if he doesn't make a shot. Yeah. I mean, he, he did try that uh, little hook shot, which is really not not his thing. But, you know, get him the ball moving toward the basket. I think you've got a great chance of scoring. That's right. That's right. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one. Hey, appreciate it, Dak. That's a very good point. Uh, very good point. And I can understand why Rick Barnes was very pleased with that. With yeah. They're denying uh, him the ball. I did a well, good job. And, and when the defense is, I mean, when, when things are going well for the Auburn forwards, it seems to it seems to run downhill a little bit and allow the Auburn guards more space to operate and more uh, you know, more, more chances to hit good shots. But, yeah, when, when it's not going well for the Auburn guards, it, you know, it only becomes harder for Auburn's forwards. And Tennessee did a great job of sort of daring Auburn's backcourt to make the, uh, make the big shots. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think um, teams are seeing if you stop Walker Kessler, in, in many ways you can stop Auburn, right? You know, and, and those games where he goes off and scores points and gets a bunch of blocks and, you know, does his thing, you know, gets a triple-double or a double-double or, or what have you, Auburn usually wins those. And, and when he has a little bit of an off game and maybe it's not his fault because he's not getting the ball, you know, Auburn is, is in, in a little bit of trouble. And so it's going to be Auburn for the first time this season against Mississippi State, which is pretty impressive that, it, that it's the first time these two teams have played, and a pair of former teammates, Garrison Brooks yes. and uh, Walker Kessler, former North Carolina yep. Tar Heels, both at new schools in the SEC. And, of course, Garrison uh, a product of uh, Auburn, Auburn High School, School. just, just uh, down yeah. the street. Uh, we're going to see uh, those two square off uh, down low on on Wednesday night. That should be fun. Garrison's a great uh, young man, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mississippi State has some size, so they will be able to body up and put dudes on Walker and you know try to play physical inside. So it's going to be a war in there. 334-321-1390. I just got notification. The good news. Got good news from the house. The leaks are completely taken care of. All right. You know, you always worry if you have a leak coming from the water main out yeah. by the street. Even if they find one, if they find the leak there and get it repaired, you still worry that there's going to be something leaking in the house or under the house. Great. It's I I, I feel I feel, feel much relieved, feel, yeah. oh I feel much yeah. better, man. I mean we 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 had. 14,000 gallons of water that got used last oh month. Oh, my goodness. 14,000 gallons of water went into my yard. Wow. Not into my pool. Wow. Into my yard. Oof. <laughs> 334-321-1390, the number to uh, dial. Let's get to David, who's on the line. What's up, David? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing fine. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we so, got you fine. Yeah, it's nice to be having this conversation on February 28th. They were only in first place. I, I love that because usually in the past, obviously we've had a couple of good seasons, but we're already talking about football, basketball is done, so it's great to be having this conversation this late into the season. I, I really enjoy that. My, my one comment is something that, you guys, something that you guys have touched on a couple of times in the last five minutes is if we know that the guards, if we know that the point guard is having problems, and the teams don't want to have Walker Kessler get the ball deep. It seems like we keep slow when that when we keep slowing it down and bringing Walker Kessler for a, a high pick. We're actually playing into their hand, like from the get go. And if that play's not there, we're waiting for the shot clock to go to ten seconds. And it just seems like that's a pattern for us. 
Um, do you guys have any any thoughts to maybe changing that up some, or was that going to change the team identity and that'd be even worse? That's a good question. That's a very good question, and and and, and it makes sense. I mean, because if. Um, if, if that's what they're hoping and that's what they want, then what you're doing is you're just running, you're just wasting a few seconds off the third, off the shot clock. And if you yeah, count, like if you count in this Bruce last game, we, we did that. Yeah, and, and in this game against Tennessee, we did that 12 times where it didn't work out on the high pick and we ended up doing the shot clock. You know, 12, 12 times just kind of seems like you're limiting the, the, the pass and then all you have left is a three-point shot or something. But anyway, it's great to be having this conversation this late in the season. Why are we in first place if we're about to lose it? I'm happy with that. If you would have told me that we'd have losses this year <laughs> of double overtime, overtime, two and five, if you would have told me that before the beginning of the season, I would have taken it and run to, the, run to Las Vegas with Thank no you kidding, David. Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's the thing. The, the, the fan base is, is upset and concerned that, that Auburn's 25 and four. But you're right, Brian. Yeah, I was, I was in on the press conference, but, uh, the questions that I was going to ask were asked. But, right. but you asked Bruce ba- uh, basically just what David's talking about. Yeah, I think David makes a good point about how, um, the way teams are defending Auburn, everything gets bunched up right there at the top of the key and it just slows everything down. It's a really good point. Uh, but I did ask Bruce about that. He said it was a big part of their offense. Everybody plays a little differently, and they got to sort of take advantage of what teams are doing to them. And you got to see what they're doing first. Right. But yeah. But he said, when the scouting report is out, can we have something else to go to? And that's what we. He says that's what Auburn works on, and that's how players go from good to great. He talked about Jabari Smith, um, team scouting him and doing things against him, and him still being able to adjust to that, and, and you know, find different ways to be successful and you know with that high pick and roll Auburn has not you know got the answer uh, to what teams are doing right now not yet 334-321-1390 I think Greg is up next hey Greg hey y'all hear me hey y'all hear me hey Greg what's up hey much sounds like you got the greenest grass in the neighborhood uh well for <laughs> this time of year it's, it's it's not green it's it's sort of like mush right yeah, now swampy it will be, yellow. or at least I hope it is. Uh, well, I'm glad I got you situated. I've had uh, I had one of them instances myself about a $560 water bill about two months in a row. They trying to tell me it was on me, but they finally made it right. Uh, now, uh, what are you talking about, uh, Kessler and everything? Bunching up at the top, they're taking it away, and, and it, at this point in the season, you can kind of tell. Everybody's got the scout port, uh, port against you. You can see what they've done against it, and hopefully we can uh, we can take what we you know what didn't work, and, and we can work on that. And I'm sure Bruce is going to do that. Uh, I just I'd really love to see uh, you know watching like Cambridge and anybody. All these guys you know want to sit out there. I, I watched a couple times that night. Uh, people taking shots. We're just sitting there watching the paint dry. We're not attacking. We're not attacking. I mean, we was getting our butt kicked. I think at one point they said we was losing rebound. Uh, 31 to 50 uh, on the board. So, yeah, I mean, well, it, 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 finished, yeah. it finished 54 to 31. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with you, Greg. I, I don't know what you thought, Brian. Auburn looked lethargic Saturday. I mean, uh, Tennessee just looked a little quicker than Auburn. Yes, uh, especially in the second half. Uh, I thought Auburn lost their poise a little bit. Um, I, I thought Tennessee out hustled them a little bit for those rebounds. Some of them was just some of the loose they were, balls. They, yeah. yeah, they were scheming up uh, the backside rebound and, and just 
uh, Auburn's guards were not blocking out that guy at all most of the time. And, and Pearl looked like he got livid uh, with yep. some of the players about that too. Um, but I, I wouldn't, and, and Pearl mentioned this too, I, I think Auburn's players played really hard because uh, and, and put out a lot of energy on the defensive end because they held uh, Tennessee down and kept Auburn in that game with their defense. Uh, so it's not like they were, you know, not not you know getting after it, not playing hard. They just couldn't uh, have that same level of intensity and execution on the offensive end. Well, it's not, you know, your legs, their legs look. You know, I know Wendell's legs may look like he's a little tired, but I mean, you, I don't care who you are. You, you're not going to go to Tennessee. You're not going to go to Auburn. You're not going to go to Arkansas. Going going down the line. And go on an eight-minute stretch where you don't even score. Uh, you're not going. I mean, and we're still in these games. So I mean, it, it, it's a little bit of, of mental stuff, and I, I believe fully it's a lot of mental uh, errors that we're making. Uh, I'd love to see our uh, inside-out game be a little bit better if we want to open up the three. But I, I, we need to attack the basket more. Uh, we need to have some backsides coming. Uh, I know you got Kess on the top set to pick and roll up high, but I mean, move it all over the court a little bit. I mean, as you know, I've they're going to take the top away, set up the backside pick. You do the same thing with Cambridge a lot. Uh, go Kessler out there a little bit. I mean, just kind of move them around. And uh, if it ain't in there, kick it out for uh, a better shot at a three instead of a contested three. I'd like to see Cambridge put it on the floor and take it to the hole a little bit more. Uh, it just ain't, you know. We'll see. I just think a lot of the pressure is on them right now. Uh, and I think it's all mental. They're just going to have to understand. It, it's do or die. Just let it all hang. If you're going to lose, stay, just do your thing, man. Quit worrying about losing and, and just, just worry about putting your best foot forward. And that's the best thing about Jafari. And I'm going to get off in a minute on you. But uh, when you prepare like a pro, the moment's not too big for you. And uh, right. I, I fully believe that's why Jabari is doing what he's doing. And that's why he's going to be a top three pick, no doubt. Uh, Absolutely. Hey, appreciate appreciate it. Hey, Greg, appreciate the phone call. We're we're right up against a break. Good stuff. Yep. We do have to get to our final break of hour number one. Stick with us. Plenty of time left here on the Monday Drive from Franklin Tire. Time to churn up some more yardage on the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Winding things down here for hour number one of the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. We've talked almost exclusively basketball here in the first hour. Quite a bit more that I want to get to with Brian here. Uh, soccer, as, right? we got to talk soccer yeah. with Brian. Oh, we, we, what's, we the big, what's the big soccer story, Brian? What, what are you pumped about? Anything big happen this weekend? Mm. Your don't look at me. Oh, I, I thought man, it was. Don't oh, look at me. Yeah, what are your guys I was thinking Auburn soccer. What Liverpool. Are your boys, man? Yeah, what are your boys yeah, really? doing? Liverpool what are you looking at me for? won the League Cup there for you the first go. time in that's, 10 years. That's what I thought Beautiful. you were going to talk okay. about. This, this, guy's, well, this guy tweets about Liverpool nonstop. I know he does. I know he does, and he wears the gear all the time. I do. Get to, get to see right, him. I'm wearing my brace. Yeah, you're, you are. You think they're going to play? Uh... <laughs> They are meeting for like the third time today. Well, this is it. Suppose this is it. If the season's going to start on time, they have to have a deal by today. I personally don't think they will because I I just think the owners are. I don't think they're going to start on time. Are not moving. No, they're 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 just. 
Rob Manfred from went from it would be disastrous to lose any regular season baseball to yeah we'll give up the first month of the season in yeah. about three weeks the yeah. negotiation went yeah. from yeah, went I from guess. we can't take any regular season baseball off the table to yeah we'll sacrifice the first month and maybe more I'm very pessimistic about this thing getting done anytime soon all right we might talk a little football and baseball hey. and other things in hour number two I don't think we've talked to Brian since Auburn filled out his coaching staff yep so I mean we we. We can talk about whatever you would like, though. We'd love for you to join us. 334-321-1390. We're halfway done here on the Monday Drive from Franklin Tire. W294AR Auburn, WGCCHD3 Waverly, Auburn Opelika's sports leader, ESPN 1067, a broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in. Hour number two of the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews coming to you from Franklin Tire here on East University. Uh, we will get uh, your take your calls, questions, comments as we move on. Uh, let me let you know, though, that hour number two of the drive brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. Dot com And we we welcome your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn hotline, Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. The number to get you through is 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840 on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Thrilled to have Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com with us as we do most Mondays. A lot going on in the world of uh, of Auburn athletics and uh, and Brian and the gang at AuburnSports.com. You guys do a great job covering all of it. I appreciate that. And, yep, uh, basketball is, is rolling through the tournament here. Selection Sunday is in 13 more days, I believe. Um, SEC tournament, another week away. I'll be down in Tampa for that. Conference, course, tournament, conference tournament week is one of the best sports yeah. weeks of All the around. year, you know, if you remember, yeah, yeah, especially when you get to leave two well, days before your first game. Well, and hang yeah. out down around the beach. Oh yeah, you got to, you know, we got to watch the, we got to watch the opening yeah, round. Yeah, we got to uh-huh. figure out who our. I know they're counting be. on Dan for the scouting report. That's right. Yeah, I got, you know, I got to, got to uh, break down <laughs> Coastal Carolina's two-one-two uh, 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 zone. But no, it's uh, next next week too. I mean, I think that we were, if you remember, two years ago when the plug was unceremoniously pulled on college basketball season during conference tournament week we were sort of deprived of the uh, you know that 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 uh, feeling seasons really coming down to their last game for teams and teams 
looking for a way to either improve their position in the NCAA tournament or sneak into the NCAA tournament by winning their conference tournament. Now, that, that's uh, the action next week is, is going to be a blast. Some teams like the Sun Belt starting early uh, this week. But, yeah, look at, really looking forward to the two weeks leading up to Selection Sunday and the unveiling of the NCAA uh, tournament bracket. Have you seen I have. the bracket for the West Coast Conference Gonzaga? That is that that even shouldn't even be considered a tournament. So, so <laughs> it's a joke. What they're doing is they're. I mean, it's it's clear they're protecting their top seeds. It's and, just, and, it's and, and I mean, it's absolute a, joke. A triple buy for the one and two seeds to right. the semifinals, and then teams are qualifying to get to the semifinals. The opening uh, the, the lower seeds, uh, Pacific and and Pepperdine would have to win. Uh, they'd have to win three games to get to the semifinals yeah. and play either Gonzaga or St. Mary's in the first game of their tournament. It's, there, a, it's a, a triple yeah. buy. There's, yeah, I, there's I, ten schools. All they need to do is, is a buy for the top, what, six? Well, here's my thing. You just, gonna, yeah, you play yeah. the bottom four. The, you, the top yeah. six get a buy. The bottom four have played. You have a real tournament. tournament. If you're going to do it this way, just take the top six in your league and tell the other four. No, oh, take the top eight. Top the, t- take top, the top. Well, no, eight. but if you want to give buys to one and two, oh, well, then top, then then, then, then just well, take. Why the, do you have to if give buys if you have ten? Because ten teams. I can answer this one. Because as a one bid league, they want, or, or most likely a one bid league. I know St. Mary's looks like a tournament team now, so they're not going to be just a one bid league. But the tournaments that the the smaller conferences oh, like to, like right. to set up a, a situation that gives the one seed the best possible path. To the NCAA tournament, so that yeah, if but they in get this it, league, they don't need. I to do don't that. think the NCAA should accept that tournament. Interesting. You don't. You don't. I think it say should they be? should say no. You cannot do that. Wow. Really? I mean, they're letting them be in the semifinals. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, I, it's not a tournament. I don't believe there's an actual like. I don't think there's a rule. I think they give it. They leave right. it up to the conference as yeah, far as do. what you want to do. Well, maybe Some, they should. I mean, I. I but I, I mean, that's a joke. I agree that if, if you're going to go out of your way to protect the one and two seeds, then don't even invite the bottom teams in the league. Like, just, right. just, just take the top six and do it that way because you're right. It, it, it's, it, it, it sets, it stacks the deck so thoroughly against seven, eight, nine, and ten yeah, that it almost, it almost defeats the purpose of inviting them. Yeah. We'll continue talking basketball. We'd love your thoughts on here as we head into the final week of the regular season. As we were saying earlier, Auburn with a one-game lead over three teams. And if they go 2-0 and this week, they are the, the undisputed, the solo regular season yeah. champs. And, and if they win one of the two games, they still get to hang if the they banner. they win one of the two games, they will share, but they most likely will not. Well, they won't. I mean, if they win just one, they're not going to be the top seed. I, w- I wonder if you and because I... Because they cannot be the top seed if either Arkansas or Tennessee are tied with them. Right. Do, do you draw a distinction... In a two- or three-way tie. Do you draw a distinction between winning your con- being the only team that wins your conference regular season championship and being one of several teams? I don't draw as big a your- deal, but Bruce does. If you heard Bruce yeah. Pearl today, Brian, he talked about this This is the what they're playing for. To him... The biggest banner is a regular season banner, and if they could be the undisputed regular season champs, that would mean a lot. And it would it would hurt a lot when you've led from game one, yeah. and here we are going into game seventeen yep. still with the lead. Just, if you don't yep. if you don't win it, you know by yourself, well, it, it, it's going to be a bit of a disappointment. I mean, after the Arkansas game, when Auburn was just 10-1 and one in conference play, 
I said, I, you know, it, it's still a comfortable lead, but it would be disappointing if this team didn't hang a regular season conference championship right. banner. If and they'll they, get to hang one if they win one. If they win one. If they were to drop both games this week and, and, and let Ooh, that, that slip between. That you know, would hurt. Because it this would. is one of the great teams in program history. Right. I think Bruce Pearl knows it. I think a lot of people who have been watching it knows it. And, and Auburn doesn't have, I mean, they only have three SEC regular season championships correct. in school history. No coach has won it more than once. Four if you count 1928 in the SoCon Conference, yeah, which included right. basically most right. of the We did some research yeah, on we that did. one. We couldn't find we couldn't find any proof that that's, that coach is a real guy. So the uh, <laughs> no, but but uh, not but, even an obit. But I worked. But I worked for the manager of that team. That that was uh, Mr. Go. Salter who owned yeah. uh, owned the old wide. But but the so if, if Auburn can if Auburn can win one of the next two, they they'll they'll hang the the conference regular season championship banner. I'm not as like I. I'm okay with someone else also getting it if that's the way it shakes out. Like it wouldn't diminish. Oh, it, no, it, it wouldn't diminish a regular season championship. I don't think the 2018 championship right. is diminished because Tennessee also won nobody really talks the about regular it. No, season. No, but Auburn, Auburn was the number one seed. They were the number one seed. But see, that the, the thing is, it's gonna it's gonna feel like wow, it was a bit of a bummer if you if you're the number two or three seed. After after the to, way things have gone to all me, season the, long. the real bummer would be letting the conference title slip away. Oh yeah, like, no, the real bu- the real bummer is the season ends and if, and if you very s- shortly after the tournament. Well, starts. and and if and if you if you lose Wednesday, suddenly Saturday becomes a really big game because Absolutely there's there's pressure does. that wouldn't be there if you were to win. Because mm-hmm. as much as you'd like to be the one seed, a loss a loss in your second if you were to lose Wednesday, a loss in that second game. Really opens up the possibility that you don't hang the regular season. Then you're going to the banner. SEC tournament on a three-game losing streak. Absolutely, you know? and having not played very well away from home right. in games even further back than that. And you know, this Tuesday Tennessee plays at Georgia. That's probably a win for them, even should though it's on be. the road. Yeah, definitely should be. Kentucky hosts host Ole Miss. That's a win for them, most likely. Right. So you're going into Wednesday's game with two yeah, of the and teams. And then Arkansas plays the earlier game Arkansas. on Wednesday. Actually, it's, it's lined up same oh, time. Oh, is it same They're hosting time? LSU, which is a tough game, but that you is expect a tough them game. to win at home. So, you know, if Auburn doesn't uh, get a big road run at Mississippi State, they're likely going into the final uh, weekend in a four-way tie for first place in the SEC. Against a South Carolina team that's looking to rack that's up playing points, much too. And yep. playing much better the second half of now, the conference. Now, the craziest play. thing would be, all right, Auburn goes 0-2 and, and the other three teams go 1-1. One and you still share the banner? And then you'd a have four-way a four-way tie. tie. That would be crazy. If that, I mean, look, by hook or by crook, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll smile when I look up at the banner and remember, hey, remember how we went zero and two, and all those other teams could have, you know, could have locked it up, and they, but, but uh, that's impossible because Arkansas plays at Tennessee. Though. Oh, that's no, right. No, no, I'm saying oh, you're right. I'm saying they all go one and one. So Arkansas okay, yeah, yeah. beats LSU, loses to Tennessee. Or vice versa. LSU right, right. beats Arkansas. Arkansas then beats Tennessee. That's it. So the last week, Kentucky'd have to lose to Florida. Right. Arkansas does play at Tennessee. Uh, Kentucky does play at Florida. So they have much tougher yeah. games uh, than Auburn does hosting South Carolina. Although, as you mentioned, South Carolina playing much much better than they were. They had been until Saturday. I mean, Saturday, uh, Alabama just about ran them off the court. South yep. Carolina came back, and then Alabama. And Auburn will be the third game that day. Uh, Arkansas-Tennessee will lead it off. And yep. looking beyond the top four teams in the conference who have a chance of winning the league's regular season title uh, to some of the other tournament teams in the SEC, I'm telling you, Alabama, because of the guard play, now, now if they run into a really big, really physical team that can beat you up inside, if they run into a team with – you know, with with pros in the front court. I tell you what, Alabama, though, Betty Yako's been playing better lately, and and Gurley 
coming back has, has not been bad. I mean, there are few teams in college basketball that can say they have four guards better than Alabama's top That's four right. guards. I mean, you look and whether I mean with with, with Shackelford and Quinterly, but also Davidson and Ellis. I mean, it's it's there are few teams in college basketball that can match up at that position and. That's a dangerous thing to have to face off in the tournament, mm-hmm. especially when they shoot the ball well. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a team that I, I won't be surprised at all if Alabama ignites a little bit once postseason play begins I, I, because they, they have those dangerous I, veteran guards. I, I would agree. I think um, they're a team that if, if they get hot shooting, they can beat just about anybody. The problem with them is their defense. They just have not been consistent in that area. No, they haven't. And that's one, <laughs> that's one area of your team that's hard to just, you know, turn on like a button right you, you've got to you got to put in the minutes and the time and the effort to get there and, and to be a great defensive team and Auburn's done that uh, and so have Tennessee and Arkansas and, and Kentucky mm-hmm. um, and I'm not sure Alabama's there or is going to get there no they're, they're a scary the team though yes, I mean they they're are. a team that could beat anybody yep. but that they could lose to a lot of teams yep. 334-321-1390 we'd love your thoughts anything on your mind sports wise before we get to football Brian you you were out at baseball some this past weekend, yes. I haven't had a chance to be there in person yet. Um, Auburn with two out of three over Yale, uh, a, a dominant performance on on Friday night, and then a couple of very tight games in the doubleheader Saturday. Yeah, Casey Howe had the walk-off uh, home run uh, to win game one of that doubleheader Saturday, and then um, Yale made some plays, uh, you know, in the in the latter stages of that game in the tenth, and ended up um, holding on for a five-four win. Auburn with the bases loaded there in the in the bottom of the tenth. But I will say this about um, Yale is one of the best teams I have seen that I didn't expect anything from. You, you know, just don't had, ever know had, what to expect right. from, from teams you know, up there in the Northeast. Had, I mean, they don't get to practice no. as much. They've gone two years without a game, 23 right? months without yeah. playing. Uh, their infield was uh, tremendous. Uh, they had a lot of good at-bats. Um, uh, they ran the bases really well. They were aggressive at the right times. They executed a lot of things really well. Uh, so I, I think taking two out of three against that team, to me, looks a lot better than I thought it. You know that series was going to look. Um, you know going into that weekend, and I, I would expect Yale to have some a lot of success in the Ivy League this hey, year. Hey, Auburn's uh, gotten a chance to use a lot of arms here early. They on. have, and they're going to have to use a lot this uh, oh, week. Oh, six games. Yeah, six games. I've got you know Tuesday, Wednesday game against uh, Alabama State, and uh, is it Troy or UAB? Uh, UAB. UAB, and then over the weekend they're hosting. Um, I had it up a minute ago. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, but they've got a, they got four games, uh, including a doubleheader. Seton Saturday. Hall is that the team they're playing mm. this weekend? The four uh, games? I, I think didn't so. think so. Or St. John's or something like that. I thought it was for some I reason. Was I thought like, it was. Uh, I thought there was an F. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Yeah, that's yeah, close. That's yeah. I was pretty good with Seton Hall. Yeah, Seton Hall yeah. and. Uh, close. And uh, and then St. John's. So yeah, Auburn going to get some visitors from uh, from URI uh, coming to uh, to play over the weekend. Just in general, what have you seen out of the baseball team through the first couple games of the season, Brian? Uh, I think the pitching has been really good. They're still trying to define roles and settle in that weekend rotation. But you've seen some really good outings by Trace Bright, um, uh, Jordan, Jordan Armstrong, Armstrong has been yeah. excellent. Uh, they're still trying to get. Um, uh, the lefty Notre Dame kid. Uh, Sheehan. Yeah, yeah, Tommy Sheehan going. He is going to take the week off to work on things and not pitch this week and then come back next week. And then, um, you know, we'll see. Joseph Gonzalez was great in his uh, first start, and then he could not uh, throw his um, – he cannot get his uh, sinker down in, down in the uh, – in the. Um, he, he was hanging it up there and, and – uh, 
Yeah, it was yeah, just pounding it. To yes, and it, it was not, <laughs> it was not getting down there in the dirt. So um, that was a problem for him. So so we'll see if he can get that straightened out uh, this weekend. But uh, Connor Copeland, uh, a sophomore lefty, is going to pitch for Auburn Tuesday, and then they're going to go with Mason Barnett on Wednesday. Great to get the uh, baseball update. Softball continues to really play well too. They, yeah, they're, they're swinging the bat. They're scoring runs. Last year, the problem was they couldn't score. Um, this year, they're still getting outstanding pitching, but uh, they have already uh, either matched or topped last year's season total for home runs. Yeah, incredible. They're 15-1 and one, uh, so far this season. Their only loss was to um, number three UCLA, I right. believe, mm-hmm. which was terrific, and they are hitting the ball much, much better. Uh, back to baseball real quick. Sonny Deshera is having a oh, great yeah. start. Uh, he is. He can uh, hit the ball. Speaking yes, of hitting Sanford, the ball, yes. he can hit it. He can hit it hard. He can hit it long. But Michaela Parker for softball was the SEC Player of the Week. She's hitting almost 500. Uh, she's got five home runs, a bunch of RBIs, and I think it was 22 home runs I hit all of last year. Yes, and they've it was. Got 22 this year. Mm-hmm. That, that's in um, 15, 16 games. It was 51 games last year. So they have really uh, turned the corner there. They've got two really good starters um, they can depend on. Uh, so this is a team that looks like it's ready to sort of get back to competing at the level of the yeah, 2000. Spring sports looking, looking it's an, uh, pretty 15, good. It's an important teams, season yeah. for Mickey Dean, right? Yeah. I mean, this, it this is. is. I think I think Very. there would be. Uh, I mean, th- this is this is sort of the year where, you know, it, it's there 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 aren't there aren't good reasons why the team would really be struggling still under Mickey Dean's tutelage. Like this, it's his this, team. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a, mm-hmm. a team that he you know he, his fingerprints are all over yeah. uh, the roster and. Uh, yeah, it's good, good to see a, a hot start to the season for the Auburn softball team. Well, a lot of these softball players, they'll commit in, say, ninth grade or tenth grade. And um, so you've got to really, you know, uh, it takes a while sometimes to build a program. And he's brought in some tremendously talented pitchers, first of all. And now he's starting to add uh, some young ladies that can really swing the bat. I mean, uh, they've got some good freshmen and sophomores, um, you know, in this lineup now. I think that's a good segue We're a- after break. Want to talk about uh, switch gears to football a little bit as uh, Brian Harson? We definitely know this is his staff, yeah. and uh, we'll talk about you know the start of spring practice in a couple of weeks and much more. We'd love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn Hotline three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We're coming to you from Franklin Tire here on the Monday Drive. Now more of the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Brian, before we uh, continue and, and, and uh, talk a little football, though, just talk about everything that's going on at Auburn Sports because this is a this is a fun time. There's so many different things going on. There really are. You know, we got baseball, basketball, tournament time uh, coming on. I'll be covering that. I'll be going down to Tampa for the SEC tournament here next week. And, of course, spring practice starts in uh, 13 more days. I know 14 more days, two weeks from today. Right. Uh, so that'll be going full-time while Auburn's in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you would hope that lasts for a while. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so yeah, all that plus uh, all your spring sports, and uh, you know I think baseball is going to be very competitive this year, and softball looks like they are uh, back competing at the top of the SEC. And, and meanwhile, uh, gymnastics going oh, gosh. pretty yeah. well, and they've got Kentucky yeah. coming in this week after setting an all-time high this past Friday. Yeah, I mean Suni Lee is killing it, and the rest of the man, the, the that team whole is, team yeah, is, is uh, every match is like a new personal best right? on this exercise or. It's just incredible how well they're doing. So, um, yeah, they're exciting to watch. All right, let's uh, let's talk a little football. This this may be a record. We're we're an hour and twenty minutes into the show, <laughs> and we're just not getting. I mean, spring football that? starts in two weeks, but no, we hadn't talked to you since um, the announcement that Ike Hilliard yes. is Auburn's receivers coach. And uh, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, that uh, I thought that's that's about as uh, home run a hire as I could have imagined. That's exactly how I felt about it. I, I just honestly, I, I felt like Auburn would have to find somebody, you know, that maybe wasn't as high profile as I kill you. I mean, that guy's got 26 years experience as a player and coach in the NFL. And you look at the wide receiver position for Auburn, it's the, it's the position that needs the most help right away as far as coaching up the guys that are here and as far as going out in the portal and finding some immediate help. And what else could you ask for for a guy that, you know, if a, if a player out there wants to transfer to a bigger school and get a chance to play in the NFL, come to Auburn and play for this coach who's been coaching in the NFL for uh, a number of years? Um, I think it was is it 11 years. Wait. It's twenty six years total. It was well. He, it was. It was. It was in the NFL from nineteen ninety seven to two thousand eight. After he okay. was the seventh overall pick 11, in nineteen ninety seven NFL. Right. Draft. Eleven. Eleven as a player. And he was in the, he was in the, the USFL for a right, while. Right. He was NFL as a player for eleven years, and the last eleven years as a coach. Yeah. Eleven to twenty one. He was right. an NFL so coach. Eleven years as a coach. D- different spots. The one. I mean, if if you want to say the one concern would be. Uh, no, no experience right. as a recruiter, right. uh, you know. Since 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 he left, uh, you know, it, he was in the NFL. But that's because he was, he was coaching in the NFL. He he has not had hands-on experience as a college recruiter. But at the same time, does seem like he brings things to the table that would indicate yeah. that he's not going to be lost in trying that element of college football and that element of coaching for the first time. One thing that was really interesting in speaking, uh, we had Chris Doring on, who was his teammate. Yes. And, of course, is now... Florida teams were so now, oh, good. You know, with Redell Anthony yes. and Jacquez Green yes. and, and and Chris Doring and was, and and Ike Hilliard, was who was a great player. field in 96 when they just destroyed Auburn. They were... Yeah. That was a rough one. Were uh, you there for that one? Oh, Thank God I was not. I was at, you know, I remember that game very well. Yes, I do. And it could have been a whole lot worse. Yes, it could have been. Could have been a whole lot worse. I was at a baseball um, travel league tournament in Panama City (laughs) with Scott. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was, oh, it was, yeah, it was terrible. They were were so talented. But but Chris Doring um, really seemed not concerned because of Ike Hilliard's personality. He he thinks that he's going to be somebody... Uh, who's not going to have any trouble right. um, recruiting? And, well, correct me if thing, I'm wrong. Nick, Nick Eason didn't have a recruiting background no, either. Right? No, it was didn't. mostly position. It was mostly playing That's experience right. and NFL coaching yeah. experience. And he, it, you know, immediately seemed to take to the recruiting aspect of this game and got rave reviews. Yeah, got, so, a, got a good year of experience here, and now I can take that to Clemson. Exactly. So when I kill yeah. your when I kill <laughs> your at Florida next year, yeah. uh, we oh can, you know you can build on it. No, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm right. kidding around. Yeah, but, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Hey, Billy, do Billy a great job in the first place, and then you know everybody. 
everybody's better off. But no, I mean, so they, they recognized something in Nick Eason that said this guy's going to be able to recruit even if he doesn't have recruiting experience on his resume. Maybe they're doing the same thing with I Killyard. They're saying, you know, even though this guy's never had to recruit in his coaching career, that doesn't mean he's not going to be able to do it. No, but he also uh, has shown he knows what it takes to get a player to uh, to bring out the best in him. I yeah. mean, he, he's he's had a lot of players that have put up big numbers in the NFL, and that's that's something that uh, recruits. We were talking about it. Maybe maybe the kids aren't. Maybe high school players aren't as familiar with Ike Hilliard. Right. I guarantee you, high school coaches are going to know who Ike Hilliard Absolutely. is. Absolutely, I know and, who he is for sure. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. And and then um, I don't know how much of an impact he had, but JG uh, writing the other day that. Um, you know, a, a big recruit for Auburn, it looks like, with Javarius Johnson deciding right. to stick around, starting to work out with the team today, and uh, now going to be staying at Auburn because, hey, that's that's a very important addition to the receiver room. It really is. Uh, Auburn needed that. You know, he's a guy that is potentially a starter there in the slot, you know, and mm-hmm. brings some experience uh, when he's healthy. He's a weapon, you know, that Auburn can use. He can get behind a well, defense. He's also a kick and, returner. Right, right. And can, Auburn needs help there for sure. Yep. So, yes, any any guy that's got any experience and that's had success in this conference is a big plus for Auburn having that wide receiver room. All right, so now with uh, with the addition of IQ, your, your your thoughts, Brian, on, on the staff that Brian Harson has? I still think it's a pretty solid staff. You know, I think I, so, I, too. I, you know, there's, um, there's some guys on there that you would expect can recruit well, and there's some guys that um, – you feel like are going to have Harson's back and run the exact system he wants to run on offense and do things the way he wants to do it. And, um, you know, Schmetting as a defensive coordinator, I think would be better as, than Schmetting as a linebacker coach because I agree. I, I think he has the personality. Well, that's what he's also, right. that's what he's been for the last right. 15 years right. until last year. And then you bring in a, a linebacker coach, um, uh, coach, Christian Robinson. Yeah, Christian Robinson. Thank you who has that reputation, of course, being a good coach, but also being a really good recruiter. So I think in that way, you've helped yourself. Yeah, it's interesting to see what impact, from a recruiting standpoint, what impact these guys can have on attracting veteran players to come join Auburn between now and the start of the season. Oh, yeah, for 2022, that's that's the biggest... Biggest thing you can do. It's important that Auburn makes inroads on the class of 2023 and the class of 2024 around Alabama's high schools and and around the Southeast. But uh, you know, there's also the question of if if you don't see major changes to this roster between now and the start of the season, what can this team can can this team accomplish enough in the 2022 season to buy these coaches without another any year? changes to the roster? What, that, that's what that's what I'm wondering. I mean, do they? Uh, I don't think so. No. Exactly. So, I mean, so, yeah. so, so, a lot of the, be honest, a lot no of the work is going to need to be over the next six months, yeah. injecting more talent at certain positions yeah. onto this roster. Because even if they're great developers and great guys, if they don't do that, it's fair to wonder if this team's going to be able to win enough in 2022 to keep everyone in place following the season. Yeah, and it's not just receiver, right? I mean. Uh, they lost a bunch of defensive linemen. They're going to they're gonna need some help there for depth. Unless some guys really step up, we're not expecting. Yeah, and and I guess I guess that that sort of leads into um, what what's the latest with uh, with Marcus yeah. Robinson. Uh, yeah, he's not. He's Missouri, undecided, Missouri, I guess Missouri thinks Missouri yeah. thinks they're getting him. Tennessee thinks they might get yeah, him. Who knows? But he's in school at Auburn. Right, and uh, that's the situation with him and his family. I don't think there's any way to predict what's going to happen. No, I don't either. But but I, Auburn is still an option as far as we know. So and, that's that's and, something and to keep that, an eye that, on. That would be a nice addition if Auburn could could get him. And if he could 
settle in and, and He's be determined. Yes, right. he has the talent to be a very good player in the SEC and for Auburn, wherever he ends up. Uh, but the defensive line, edge rushers, Auburn's got two. That's where Auburn's got to find at least right. another guy. And it'd be great if they could find somebody with a two to three years eligibility at least, mm-hmm. like a, a Marcus Harris was, you know. Right. Um, because they need some young pass rushers that didn't really sign. How much time has the kid from Georgia Tech got? I think he's, I think I he's got more than a year. I think you're right, but I'm not sure on that. All right. We're approaching our bottom of the hour break again. A reminder, um, they can take care of anything you need with your vehicle uh, here at Franklin Tire. But speaking of tires, want to remind you again that there are some rebates available. We've got a $70 mail-in rebate on all sets of four Michelin tires. That just goes through next Monday. Uh, and then starting tomorrow and going through the end of April, $70 mail-in rebates on select general sets. Those are, again, for the sets of four tires here at Franklin Tire. We're back with the final half hour of the Monday Drive. Come on in and join us. Get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final 25 minutes here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian, Matthews, and yes, let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. Ken's been hanging on for a while. Hey, Ken, we didn't forget about you. Nearly, but didn't. Uh, no problem, Bill. I just wanted to change things back to basketball with the discussion a little sure. bit. Javar Smith is going to be gone next year, and that's going to be 20 points a game. I understand we've got two uh, commitments or signees already, uh, and I'm wondering if uh, Brian or somebody knows much about these two players. And then I've also heard that Coach Pearl is after a couple of top top players in the country. And uh, do you have any information on that? Well, you know, as far as next year's team, uh, they have two signees. Uh, Chance Westry as a really long guard. He's about 6'6". And I think he could probably play one three. Probably naturally. Yeah, he's, he's a great ball handler for a guy that size. Right. Uh, but he is one of those bigger guards that have been in trouble for Auburn. Smaller guards uh, here down the stretch, if you've noticed. Uh, and then Trey Donaldson is, is another uh, guard who could play point or two. Um, also a really good football player. Uh, maybe not an impact guy, but a guy who has a big guy. Uh, I think Trey's going to be a really good player for uh, Bruce in the future. As far as that four-position replacing Jabari goes and probably replacing Walker, too, I think two things are going to happen there. One is Bruce and his staff are going to give Jalen Williams and um, 
uh, Dylan Cardwell opportunities mm-hmm. to step up and be the men there. Yeah, Jalen, I think you know he's he has really uh, talked quite a bit this year about Jalen right. uh, handling his role as a reserve because he's a guy that looked like you know he could move into that. Um, you know, twelve to sixteen points a game yeah. kind of role last year. So, yeah, I agree with you, Brian. I think Jalen Williams has a chance for this to be, you know, sort of his team yeah. next year. And you know, Bruce feels like those guys have uh, done everything he's asked of them. Uh, they've taken uh, lesser roles for younger players that have come in, and he wants to give them the opportunity to go out there and and show what they can do as they get better and progress. Uh, through their Auburn careers. And then uh, they're also going to um, use those openings to go out there and find, uh, you know, bigs in the portal uh, to help make the team better, too. So I think in in both ways you're going to see Auburn address that. But um, I would expect another very competitive team next year. If you look, I mean, it looks like Al Flanagan is going to need to come back. I agree. um, Because, you know, of what happened this season, which – uh, will be great for Auburn and Man, also Auburn good for him Auburn could be a really too. experienced right. team next year if you plug in a player or two. Auburn would be extremely attractive, Ken, to uh, to, to to big guys around the country when they look at what all's coming back for Auburn next year to be able yeah. to fit in and plug in and think, yeah, this is a team that's got a chance to make another deep run. And and I think most of Auburn's guards will be back, and then you plug in Chance Westry. And uh, Trey Donaldson, that group. And I think all the guards would be back. Yeah, I mean, I mean Zepp, something could happen. Zepp has said he's right. definitely coming back. You would expect Wendell right. um, to be coming back. Right. So uh, there's going to be a lot more competition. You expect those players to get better, to get more consistent, to have more defined roles You know, after mm-hmm. a year in the system. So, yeah, even without Jabari, and I'm assuming Walker's also going to, um, you know, test the NBA waters. He's now projected as a first-round pick, I think, right. by a lot of a lot of places. Um, Auburn could still be a very, very competitive team. Well, there have been rumors that uh, oh, Cole there? is actually one of the top players in the country. Do you know who that is? Well, uh, Auburn's had some of the top tw- guys for twenty three. Well, for, for, for next year, right? Coming in, I I don't know of any of the unsigned players that would be able to be playing next year. No, the last guy they're after uh, committed or signed with LSU. If I'm not mistaken. I forget his name. But, but I mean, uh, Pearl recruits top players in the country every single year. That's mm-hmm. just who he is, and that's what Auburn's program has become. Uh, they don't have any commitments for next year's class yet, uh, but I would expect it to be a star-studded class again. Appreciate the call, Kim. 334-321-1390. Uh, back to the Kia of Auburn Hotline, and Tex is up next. Hey, Tex. Hey, guys. Uh, looks like the baseball weather this coming weekend is going to be better than the baseball weather this Ooh. past weekend. So, it, uh, it, yeah, it's it's looking great. Well, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Um, you know, there were there was concern about rain yesterday. It never did rain. Uh, it yeah. was just sort of uh, uh, overcast mostly on Saturday, wasn't it, Brian? Yeah. Um, and then Sunday, you know, we're expecting a lot of rain, and, and it just kind of fell apart. Yeah, yeah, so it worked out well. But uh, it was a really nice day at the park. Saturday, I got out there for the second mm-hmm. game after basketball and, um, you know, saw pretty competitive uh, two teams really going after it. Yeah. So uh, just a couple things real quick. I, I think I could argue that uh, for this Auburn basketball team to go deep in the tournament, it would have to be Bruce Pearl's. Best coaching job to date. 
because we, at any given time, we got four guys on the floor that want the ball, that deserve the ball. Uh, we've got some that are a little less selfish than the others. We've got some that are more selfish. And when you have that many playmakers on the court finding plays for all of them, don't you think that's pretty difficult to do? I agree with you. I think that it would, I mean, if if one of the guards catches fire in the next couple of weeks or, or, or the guards as a whole, uh, you know, start, start playing uh, better offensively, Maybe you can take a, a little bit of the credit away from Bruce Pearl, but the but the way things look right now, um, if he can navigate this team through what what's going to be a difficult path in the postseason, I, I mean it's 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 hard to disagree too much with with the credit that Bruce Pearl would deserve. Yeah. So I just think uh, we got a couple guys that really don't want to give it up when they get it, and they've been playmakers all their career, so. I'm not a basketball guy. I don't completely understand it, but uh, I'll move on a little bit. to talk about Ike Hilliard. He was highly recruited out of high school, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. He was. Oh, big, big okay, time. So yeah, I remember. About, I remember like it was, it, yeah, it was a big deal recruiting. when Florida, Florida got him out, away from LSU. Oh, Tex, I wanted to be, I wanted to be very careful. He, he has not had to recruit at any point in his career as a coach. He has not been a college coach tasked with recruiting. That doesn't mean he can't do it, just like it didn't mean Nick Eason couldn't do it. It's just a matter of that's if there's a risk in bringing in Ike Hilliard, it's that he has no track record as a recruiter in football. But there are a lot of things that make Ike Hilliard an attractive addition to the coaching staff, despite the fact that he's never had to recruit as a, as a college coach before. He's never had to recruit as a college coach. Free agency is a form of recruiting in the NFL. And the, and the position coach is involved in every uh, free agent acquisition, even in the draft, guys that you're looking for. And so part of that is learning to identify talent and what fits your system the best, and then going out and finding those guys, both in free agency and the draft. Also, I'm assuming as a young player in Florida. He was a player host multiple times, so he's been involved in in recruiting as a player. So I think it's a little different than somebody that, you know, maybe went in and a a guy, there's a big difference between wanting to, able to, and willing to. I don't believe he's an NFL guy that's going to come in that is not willing to recruit. I believe he's going to actively recruit. There's there's a, there's a lot on Ike Hilliard's resume that would suggest that he's going into this knowing exactly what he's getting into. It's it's you know whether it's like you said, Tex, the fact that he was a highly recruited player in his own right back when he was a high you know com- coming out of high school, Patterson, Louisiana, Patterson, that, Louisiana, and and right. all the Hilliards are from there. I mean, right. his uncle was Dalton right. Hilliard, his uh, cousin is Kenny Hilliard. Yeah. So I mean, well, they can, the fam the family can sit around and talk about a lot about recruiting. I can tell you that. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this. Don't ever go there and say, where do the Hilliards live? Because I promise you, <laughs> thirds of the races yeah, you're right. are Hilliards. <laughs> so, beautiful part of the, of the state, too, by the way. So, last but not least, the baseball team. I talked a little bit about the weather. Uh, there's, there was some talk on some of the boards about what's going on. How do we lose to Yale? Uh, you know, baseball's a weird sport the first two weekends of the year. Uh, it's a lot. 
Baseball you played is a 56 game of, games, too, you know? Yeah. And you also experiment a lot. So somebody was asking, why are they playing so many games this week? And why are they playing four this weekend? For two reasons. So that pitchers are getting more than an opportunity of one in, than one inning. And that other hitters will be able to get at bat. And the guys you truly think you're going to depend upon are going to get more game at bat. That's the reason you play these kind of games. And not everybody – it just reminds me a lot of the LSU people who complained for years when Skip and then Maneri lost midweek games. Yep. They use those games to get their team better, and that's what this is all about as we go into it. So that team – our team is loaded. I'll just say that they are loaded. And they have a Stanford transfer that's about to get healthy. Yes. It's going to even more load that lineup. So, all right, guys. All right, Tex. Good hearing from you. 334-321-1390. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian here at Franklin Tire. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Monday Drive. Bill, Dan, Brian, Matthews, MarburnSports.com. And let's get back to the phone. And Anthony is up next. Hey, Anthony. Hey, guys. I just wanted to uh, pick up the conversation that you was having with the other caller. He was uh, concerned about recruiting that Hilliard didn't have, have the experience, hadn't been out there and got his feet wet yet. But I'll say this. Uh, if he can have a decent conversation with anybody, then you pretty much got it whooped because that's all it is, having conversations and building a relationship with somebody. And you look at Hilliard, uh, has been an All-American as a player on the college level, has played uh, seven or eight years, uh, if I'm not mistaken, on the pro level as a player, has coached uh, 11 seasons or 12 seasons as a uh, professional football coach. So you're looking at a guy that can go in a room where you got other coaches they may have played college ball, but hadn't been the All-American, hadn't played in the pros. So he has an advantage there as far as a lot of these guys. They're looking to go to the pros. So, hey, I can tell you how to get there. I can tell you how to graduate if you want that. I can tell you how to do this and do that and keep your money if you want to do all these things. So, you know, I think he has a big advantage. Uh, I don't know what kind of background he came from, but I do remember those Hilliers played at uh, LSU, how great they were. Now, from a financial standpoint, I don't know what kind of money or uh, education his parents or family may have had as far as their background, but I'm pretty sure that he'll be able to identify with a lot of the talent that he's going to be recruiting for his background-wise and that sort of thing. And I think he's going to be great for Auburn, and I, I think uh, everything will be fine on the recruiting front because it's all about having a good, decent conversation. And if he's married and got a wife, then you know he can have a good conversation because he had to do something to win her over. Uh, far as conversation, that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, goes you know Anthony, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to. You know, I, I, it's, it's 
there's not enough on Mike Hilliard's resume to say he can't recruit. Like you wouldn't want to go that far and say try to try to draw the conclusion that because he's never had to do college recruiting in his career, he's not going to know how to do it. It's just that he's never had to do it before. But he was an NFL player for 11 years. He was uh, an NFL coach for a decade as well. I mean, there, there's a lot to like about Ike Hilliard's resume, and he was an impactful SEC player as a wide receiver at the University of Florida. So it's not as though this guy is some complete outsider who doesn't know what he's getting into in the world of college recruiting and coaching wide receivers at a big-time SEC program, and maybe Auburn is finding somebody who's going to be the next great recruiter in college football. They found somebody that people didn't realize uh, had, had the ability to recruit the way Ike Hilliard has. It's just that he's never had to do it at the college level before. I would caution anybody against making, you know, it, it, no one should be suggesting Ike Hilliard can't recruit because he's never recruited before. It's just a matter of, we'll, we'll see we'll see how he does. Some folks, I mean, the people who gave him the job at Auburn, think he could be pretty good at it. And I will say this, uh, if he listens to any of the kind of music that, that some of the younger guys listen to, then the door is wide open because, I mean, he'll have a connection there. And, uh, you know, I will say... Uh, yeah, I'll make him. I'll make him a mixtape. I'll make him a mixtape, huh? mix <laughs> Anthony. And get him. Get him in on some of the young kids' music. And I will say this: uh, you know, when you're recruiting a guy, I mean, if you've got a program, if you've got a guy, you might have a guy like a Greg Carr that, that might want to go to a, a special school or something. If you've got like a pharmacy school or a business school or a pre-med school or something that might attract a guy like that, or or early playing time or, or or something like that, then I mean, you pretty much got the battle won. You know what I'm saying? Oh, certainly. I mean, I, I don't want to make it seem like recruiting's too easy because it, it, I think yeah. there are probably people working pretty hard on the recruiting trail that would take some exception to, uh, you know, it's just as simple as, as A, B, and C. But, no, I, I think that your point about, you know, people should be very – just because there's not recruiting on Ike Hilliard's resume doesn't mean he can't do it or he's not going to know how right. to do it. And anybody, right. anybody drawing that conclusion probably, you know, it, it may, may be going a little bit too far. And, you know, you got some guys, if Auburn University would just call, that's all they need. I'm just waiting on if Auburn would just call. So that's something to think about. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Appreciate the call, Anthony. Good hearing from you. 334-321-13. You wonder if I kill your, you know, maybe opens up doors in Louisiana as well. I would, well think, with, with I would think that could be a possibility. With, with, he, yeah, people in, people in Louisiana know the Hilliard name yeah, pretty they well. Do. Absolutely. All right, back to the phone. And Connie is next on the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Hey, Connie. Hi. Hi. War Eagle. Let's get to something a little bit light. Uh, my grandson got me on Twitter so I could follow all the memes after the games. Uh, sure. What's memes. With, uh -huh. What's with the Nike ball? Is it really different than the uh, Wilson well, ball? See, I, I wonder if it's... It, there is there is a slight difference. I mean, if you have them, it it feels it uh, feels a little bit slicker. Yes, um, that's a great. That's exactly how. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's sometimes as much mental as it is really, um, you know, that big a physical difference. But uh, you know, I mean, the numbers the numbers would tell you Auburn doesn't shoot it as well. Right. I mean, and that all more away. Okay. I don't think Auburn has. I know that I've heard about the losses being with Nike. Have we won games with Nike balls? You know, I'm not really sure. I just have seen the shooting percentages with them. That's that's a good question, Connie. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious, but I did I did see that we will not see any more Nike balls for the rest of the year. Right. That is correct. 
That is correct. Okay. Just well, then I guess conference that's... Conference and I guess the NCAA tournaments are played with Wilsons. I guess that's a positive. So, uh, two more games. Looking forward to Saturday. And then we're going to Tampa. All right. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to it. We love the SEC tournament. Oh yeah, and there are much worse yeah. places you could be, you know, hanging out here yeah. at this time of year. That's yeah, I'd, I'd rather be in Nashville, but but Tampa's okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm okay. going to enjoy Tampa. All right, yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> Thanks, Connie. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that a little early. I mean, I mean, you're always looking for reasons, you know. I think I think the road is is as big a factor as as the ball. I mean, those teams, the teams Auburn has lost to, um, win a lot of games at their place. Is this, is this really a thing? Is it this Nike ball thing? Is oh, this yeah. like a thing that people are actually, yeah. okay, well, that's, that's crazy, but okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, folks are always looking. There's, there's got to be a reason. <laughs> so I hadn't, I hadn't heard about any of this, oh, no. and it's, it's. Uh, yeah, that's why, that's why I just sort yeah. of mentioned it. No, in thanks. Passing no, and, no, and, I, and you know what? And not, I've not read to, about it. Either, and and not, to, not to say anything about. It. I mean, because I mean, if, if if it's out there and, and Connie's looking to us for more information, you know, it's a, it's a shame. I I don't, I don't have more uh, context on on what she's talking about. But no, I, I don't. I think, think Auburn Auburn is, has shot uh, about seven or eight percent worse. With the Nike ball than with the Wilson. Oh, yeah, I mean, but but some but of, again, those games a lot of it has to do with where are you playing. Right. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not and just who you. I, who are you playing? I would against. promise. I would promise, folks. It's not just the basketball. Now, if Auburn goes and plays outstanding basketball the rest of the season with uh, with with the Wilson balls or whatever, you know, uh, you know, maybe I'll soften my stance there. But no, it, it seems. Um, what is this castaway? We're talking about talking well, about really. I don't think you're by saying it's the main reason, or but maybe part of a reason that that Auburn's yeah I mean and and maybe, maybe that's part of it but I would say that you know the defense Auburn has faced in some of these road yes. games uh is, is is probably as big a factor as the basketballs with regards to Auburn uh you know look, looking, right. looking to produce offensively yeah young younger son points out that it's uh that, that, that a lot of teams shoot worse with the Nike ball than with the Wilson ball but Auburn has won he said in the as he described them the crappy away games <laughs> <laughs> Brian what Quickly before we're out of here, let oh, everybody man. know, uh, uh, you know what's coming up and how they can follow it. Uh, big day tomorrow. We'll have a rundown. Uh, got baseball. Got big basketball game Wednesday. You know all that coming up and more at AuburnSports.com. That's going to wrap things up for us. Thanks for to the great folks here at Franklin. They've got my tire taken care of go. as well. They can take care of you. Uh, do it next time you need anything seen about with your vehicle. That's going to do it for the. Monday Drive. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.